these are the very people I look for and seek out when I'm reporting in Africa. And we don't hear enough about or from them. So, you've got to cut through the lines of eager young men who zoom up to your microphone, all with their views, opinions, grievances, and of course their aspirations. Of course their views matter. I'm not saying they don't, but push back the masses. Part those clamoring to talk and dominate the conversation, walk through the crowds beyond the thrusting youth to the back. And that's where you'll find the women in the compound or behind the pots and market stalls with babies strapped to their backs with colorful cloth and husbands to keep happy. They're busy. They have to work and they have families to provide for. They don't have time to go rushing up to reporters, but they know what's going on. They're not just talking or seeking out journalists. They're listening and assessing and monitoring. Make the effort to find these women and sometimes younger women and girls too, because they too have a story to tell. Give them time, spend time with them, and it may well be a different story you'll find to the one the young men rush to share with you in the first flush of reporting. You must make the effort to find these other voices. Recognize her voice? That's Ophelia Quistarkton, the Africa correspondent for National Public Radio. During International Day of the Girl at Harvard University, Ophelia presented a lecture titled Why Reporting the Voices of African Women and Girls Matters. Her talk is incredibly well suited to open this episode of Camtech Chats, where we sought out the story of the youngest innovator at the sixth annual Camtech Uganda MedTech Hackathon, a nine-year-old girl named Irina, and her mother, Dr. Viola Nayakato. Viola is the Dean of the Department of Interdisciplinary Studies at Inbarara University of Science and Technology. Sandra Butler sat down with both Arena and Viola to hear about why they attended this year's hackathon to innovate to improve community health services to attain universal health coverage. Tell me your name again. Mitsima Arena. Uh-huh, good. I came here because last year my brother was here and I wanted to try out. I think it is fun and I am I am expecting to come next year. Awesome. Mm. What have you spent your time working on here at the hackathon? VHT compassion, something like that. And also there is another group I'm in, it is called What does the group work on? What, are, what is the group working on? It is working on making a medicine that that cures diseases that that include coffee. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And how have you how have you worked on these teams? Have you enjoyed working on them? What is the background of teams that you've been working with and? How have you felt included? I've, I have felt 
nice and happy to be here. Mm. <laughs> I think you've been very smart. I was very impressed yesterday in the pitching se session when you stood up. You're our youngest participant at, how old are you again? Nine. Nine. Our youngest participant at nine stood up with a microphone in front of a group of about 300 people. And what did you pitch? What did you pitch? What did you say you wanted to work on? I wanted to work on a machine that can create all drugs. Mm. Why? What was your challenge? Why did you think that you needed a machine that creates all drugs? Because hospitals, pharmacies, and clinics don't have enough drugs, so I was I wanted to make a machine that creates drugs. Mm -hmm. That's very smart mm. and solving for a very important problem here. Mm. Yeah. Mm. How did you know about that problem with clinics not having enough drugs? Because first I was thinking. Uh, my first idea was building more hospitals in all areas. Then mommy said that apart from building hospitals, I thought about making about drugs. Thereafter, I said, what about a drug machine? Mm. Mm. Very smart. I was so impressed. You were very, very, very impressive yesterday with the microphone. <laughs> So, Viola, <laughs> can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Yeah, my name is Viola Nyakato Dean, Faculty of Medicine Studies at Barra University. Mm. I am, um, I've been working here at Barra University since 2002. I came to work as a, as a volunteer mm. in the university at the time when I just finished my first degree from Macquarie University. So when I came, I volunteered on several research projects. It is difficult to get a job as a fresh graduate from the university. Mm. It was difficult during my time. <laughs> That's maybe coming to to 20 years next year. Wow. It was difficult getting getting a, 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 a job. It's more difficult now. Mm. Uh, so um, it it was it is easier to to first hang on to other people are doing something mm -hmm. and then you you develop your career. Mm -hmm. So when I got an opportunity to work with uh, with people who are already doing research uh, as a fresh graduate from the university, I think I I learned a lot and mm -hmm. that defined my career my research career. And then I took up my an academic career, mm. which I previously not thought about. Mm. But because being close to people who are undertaking a research career and an academic career helped me to think about it as one of the careers I could take. Mm. Mm. Which is great. So I approached you earlier today mm. to talk to you, knowing that your your appointment here at Must, but that you're Rina's mom mm -hmm. and the mother of the youngest participant here at the hackathon. And so I was interested in. Why is why is she here? Why did she want to come? Why did was it of interest for you to bring her and then to learn about all of your work in in gender studies and gender equality? Uh, it it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, um, pre the last two hackathons, mm. my my son who is thirteen years now, fourteen. 14. Yeah, she's done she's done fourteen in May. Um, has had was coming to here, and when he would go home, we'd talk about this issues of innovation and creation and co-creation and machines. He's much more interested in machines. Uh -huh. 
he wants to build wires. So when he went home, the Erina was interested. So this year, since the beginning of the year, he has been, she has been asking. Ah, since <laughs> the beginning of the year. Yeah, yeah she has wanting, been asking. You've been looking forward to this. Yeah, she has been looking forward to Hackathon. Ah. And then I don't think it would, would have been easy to leave her behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, that's great. Mm. Well, and another thing I was so interested in hearing from you when I was explaining the She Solves program that Camtech is working to build here, um, starting with just giving a voice to gender equity or gender inequity, particularly in, in STEM and med tech. You mentioned some really interesting data that you, there, yes, there are fewer women in, in STEM to begin with, but then those that are in STEM face uh, challenges from cultural responsibilities and norms in terms of their of their roles yeah it's um being a, a gen focusing on gender and doing gender work and teaching gender studies here at Mara university and also researching on gender dynamics it really give, brings me into understanding this there um i realize uh, i mean we need to bring more data to this and facts and that more there's more in, increasing this equal opportunity mm. for young boys and girls to come to school mm. to uh, university level uh, up to university level actually mm. uh, increasingly yes girls still perform less uh, like, like they still are not as competitive in science subjects mathematics chemistry physics it is still small but Girls' schools here in Uganda are equally competitive. Mm. We get girls' schools beating boys' schools mm. and girls in school beating boys. Mm. So at secondary school downwards, before you undertake career and before the gender roles set in, mm. for me, I personally find that the ground is getting leveled a little bit. Mm. But the burdens of gender roles when they set in, uh, they divide is there mm-hmm. and is affecting uh, young people. We have seen very many young people, young girls, uh, uh, finishing school mm-hmm. and stepping back. Uh, not that it is their decision to step back, but they feel mandated mm-hmm. to undertake the primary role of being mothers, caring for family. Mm-hmm. So that is pulling very many young people, young girls from career, from undertaking uh, uh, undertaking um, <clears throat> uh, like science is best and and growing into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it is it is tough really. Mm-hmm. I can say that uh, it is tough. Sometimes I ask questions. You, you see it, in class I ask uh, what boys and girls think about their roles when they leave. Mm. And, and it, is in, it is really <laughs> interesting to see that mm-hmm. the boys have taken a stand of being heads of the family, deciding on what girls will do, what they, how they will earn, what they will use their income for mm. if they became their wives. Mm. So it is, it's a big divide. Here we have some cases here where Girls, girls, even with their boyfriends, they they take off time to to care for their boyfriends. And, uh, they cook, they they wash, they so um, the gender roles are really yeah, yeah they, they it's a big thing mm. and uh, it's culturally you will be fulfilled if you 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 are good at that right 
So it's, right. it's a big thing that right. we talk about. Right. Mm. No, not not easy to tackle at all. And that's <laughs> very yeah yeah. We we have we need options, and uh, uh, what is it that can be done? Mm. Because what would be fulfilling for these people is it have a career and you don't have a family because mm. when i did my master thesis my mp thesis i did it among university students uh, mm. mass looking at their sexual and reproductive health needs and met needs mm. and i for me i was looking out for needs of counseling peer counseling uh, access to contraception in case someone gets pregnant, mm -hmm. sexual, 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 accessing sexuality, like if they, they contracted an STD, where could they go? Mm -hmm. But the social issues kept on coming in, mm -hmm. and it came out very clear, the expectation of getting married, having a partner, mm -hmm. they, they are still very strong, wow. very strong. So this is a big question. It's big. But when you look forward, mm. how do you see the gender roles becoming more balanced? It if is you could wave a magic wand. What would you do? Or um, not a magic wand, but actual program and research. For me, I, I really want to see uh, because the girls have quickly taken up the roles, the, the the traditional role of being equally contributing to the economy and, mm. and the income of the family. Mm. But um, the, the, the men are slow at taking up the care role, very slow, and, um, and they are highly protected by society and social structures. Mm. They, are, they are not to blame if, for example, a family breaks down, if children don't feed. Mm. So I, for me, I think the future is in creating a balance and responsibility. As we've been talking about She Solves, We've gotten some feedback, especially from men saying, but I want to be a part of this too. Mm. And we say, hey, but she solves in women's empowerment more, more broadly mm. is absolutely a men's issue. This isn't women, women working with women and raising up women absolutely is a huge part of this. But mm. um, especially in, in cultural uh, settings where men hold power in the workplace, where men are just in more leadership positions, we need men to be a part of the change that we yeah. have coming in yeah. terms of achieving equality. Yeah. So I, I thank you for that point. That was yeah. <laughs> really we, resonates. Yeah, we need it. Mm. We need. We need it. What do you want to be when you grow up? A doctor. A doctor. Why a doctor? To save people's lives. <laughs>